This is the life. Finally back to work. Everything humming along at full power. The creatomatic simply bursting with ideas. Too long I've sat idle, neutered, frustrated. Uh, impotent? Watch it, you decrepit dick. Ah, hello. Welcome. So very glad to see you. You were missed during our extended hiatus. I assure you, we're back in business. Everything is in perfect working order. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, now, while we were out of power for the entirety of our downtime, the Creatomatic runs on a battery backup, so it never stops collecting my creative genius. That being said, this batch of content goes all the way back to... Well, just after Halloween. It looks like most of this might have a holiday flair as a result. Well, no matter. I just hope you're feeling festive. The tree has been down for some time and the tinsel is long gone, but welcome to the first annual holiday overlay of the dark ride. All of the holidays. All of them. <clears throat> Just imagine your ride vehicle here is decked out in red and green holiday splendor as you get buckled in. The holly jolly spectacle will be underway in moments. And away we go! The following segment contains acts of graphic violence against a beloved holiday character. Listener discretion is advised. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! It's that time of year again, boys, and... Oof! Not yet, you jolly bastard! Girl! Oh! It's barely even November! Halloween was last week! Know your role and wait your turn! Now get back up to the North Pole until at least Thanksgiving, or I'm calling Krampus to unload a sleigh full of whoop-ass on your jiggly red self. Oh. The following segment contains nudity, sexual situations, drug use, alcohol, and adult language. Listener discretion is up to you, but it sounds like a pretty good time to me. Now, on PBS, 
part 17 of Ken Burns, The First Thanksgiving. It was late in the year of 1621, and the pilgrims were getting hungry. They'd spent the year trying to learn to grow the new plants and crops familiar to the land they'd sailed so far to find, while also befriending the native Wampanoag tribe. They'd struggled to find success, however. The alien nature of these new food sources and their own ignorance of the techniques necessary to cultivate them. Finally, in the fall, their first corn harvest was successful. They were saved and had enough to last through the harsh winter of their new land. Governor William Bradford planned a feast to celebrate the harvest in November of 1621. He invited the members of the Wampanoag people who had helped teach the settlers how to successfully plant and harvest the corn as well as subsidizing their food supplies for several years prior so they could survive the harsh new environment. After the feast was laid out, Bradford prayed over the food, thanking God for the bounty. Then, Wampanoag chief Massasoit rose to give his invocation over the meal. In the now mostly lost Wampanoag language, he said in his strong, commanding voice, Saskatupe, Kram Wampanoag, Wampe, Anuam, Menesowak, Matamoy. The closest English approximation of this phrase is, the great spirit will curse us if we let the white dog dicks die. The following segment contains graphic violence. Listener discretion has been spotted in your area. Listener discretion should not be approached and should be considered armed and dangerous. Stay in your homes and keep all doors locked. I repeat, listener discretion has been seen in your area and should be considered armed and dangerous. Contact authorities if you see listener discretion. I want to tell you about my favorite holiday horror movie. It's a little known gem called Dead End. At this point, I don't think it's on any streaming services, so you may have to go buy a digital copy. Worth every penny. This is a tiny indie movie starring two legends, Ray Wise and Lynn Shay. Ray Wise is best known as Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks, and Lynn Shay is the incredible character actress many know from the Insidious movies and dozens of others. They are both at their very best, cranked all the way up to 11 here as husband and wife. The premise is very simple. Mom, Dad, and the family are off to Christmas Eve dinner at Grandma's house. Tensions are high because aren't they always on these trips? Nobody wants to be there. Everyone has other things to do. Dad takes a shortcut. And it isn't a shortcut. Next thing you know, everything goes very, very wrong. And that's it. That's all you need to know. The rest is a master class by two of the best performers in history and a small cast of young actors who do a great job following in their wake of destruction. It's a movie that mostly takes place in a family sedan, yet manages to be both terrifying and wildly hilarious in turns. At the same time, it's one of the most relatable Christmas horror movies I've ever seen. I've been on those drives, and they're awful. They're always awful. Always, always awful. 
They just never seem to end. And this one just might never end. No matter the time of year, do yourself a favor and hunt down a copy of this fantastic little movie. You will not regret it. This is a trigger warning. The following segment contains triggers. Guns have triggers, and the next segment has guns. This means there are triggers. If triggers trigger you, do not listen to the next segment as you will be triggered, because triggers will be triggered, which could be triggering to those triggered by triggers. Here we go, everyone. Count it down. Ladies and gentlemen, your baby new year 2023. Oh my god, he's got a gun. following segment contains adult content, mature themes, and stuff your mommy probably wouldn't like if she knew you listened to it. Your priest wouldn't like it much either. If you're Protestant, your pastor wouldn't dig it much unless he's like one of those really cool, hip, liberal youth pastors with a faux hawk. Then, you know, maybe. Your boss may be okay with it, but not if you're at work. If you're at work, you shouldn't be listening to any of this stuff without headphones. There was just gunfire on that last bit. I mean, what are you thinking? I know it's a loose job market, but seriously? Don't play podcasts on your work PC or phone without earbuds. It's just rude. You've probably got coworkers. I mean, Joanne over there is trying to finish this month's books, and you're over here, oh, hee hee hee, Dark's really funny, this show. Oh, that Thanksgiving joke was really funny. Meanwhile, you're making her listen to phrases like dog dick at work. There, you just did it again. Man, you're a lousy coworker. You should get her a card. Maybe one of those edible arrangements. To apologize. Just don't put sorry about the dog dick thing in the card, because that'll get you fired and sued, you idiot. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, the next segment. Content, themes, yada yada. Discretion, the usual. Carry on. Huck? Huck, are you here? Yeah, of course. Ah, Graveling Huck, the world's greatest reindeer handler. How are you, Huck? Santa, it's not good. Not good at all. That's why I called you down here in person. Oh, no. What's wrong? Antler flu. Worst I've ever seen. It's taken out half the herd. A bunch of your top crew. We've got to put some of the backups in play for the big nighter. You're not going to make the trip. 
But that's terrible. We've never replaced more than one or two. How many are down? Like I said, half the herd. Four of the main crew are out of commission. But, but they'll be okay. Sure, sure. Just not in time for the run. I've never lost a reindeer and I'm not starting now, but I can't get them into flying shape in the four days we've got left. We need to get the backups in place and training so they're ready to go. Okay, well, I'll leave it to you then. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You need to choose the backups. It's a small herd, but you're going to be driving the sleigh and, um... What is it? You know how reindeer pick their own names? Oh, that's right. Almost forgot. It's been so long since I had to deal with any other than the All-Stars. Yeah, well, I mean, how else did we get a Donder or a Blitzen? Yes, they are eccentric. Some of these new backups are, how shall I say, unfortunate. How so? Let's just go down the list. Let's see, we need four. All right, first up we've got Doorstop. Doorstop? Yeah, I, I don't get it either. Okay, Doorstop it is. Then we've got Smith. Gesundheit. You're not coming down with antler flu, are you? Nah, it's not transferable to elves. That's the name. Smith. Smumph? Smith. It's kind of an I sound. Smith. 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 That's the one. Uh, this is going to be a very long Christmas Eve. All right, next up is Bulbous. Bulbous? Bulbous. Huh. Okay. Just be glad Rudolph is okay. Otherwise, this guy would have to go in front, and you don't even want to know what glows. Oh, good Lord. Next. Next, we've got... Oh, boy. Vulva. Excuse me? Vol I heard you. Well? I am Santa Claus. I can't be sailing through the sky shouting on vulva. Do you want them to put me on a watch list? She's an excellent choice. She's got a very strong rump because of the... I don't want to know. She's a very naughty reindeer. She's out. Period. Next. But. Next. There's only one left. Fine, they're in. I'm not sure you want to do that. <sighs> Hit me. Smegma. Well? I'm thinking. Fine. Okay, that's the list. I'll get the final roster to your office, and we'll start getting them worked in right away. <sighs> Thank you, Huck. Oh, and, uh, Huck, is there such a thing as a reindeer psychotherapist? I'm not sure. Why? One, find out. Two, if so, hire them immediately. 
Now, Dasher, now, Bulbous, now, Doorstop and Vixen. On Smoomph, on Cupid, on Donder and Smegma. Sometimes I hate this job. Something that's been a holiday tradition in the United States for some time now is the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and their elaborate live shows across the country. They're even running two different full lineups so they can cover everyone before the season is over. Allow me to put on my professor of rock hat and glasses for a moment and say, what if I told you that you're listening to one of my favorite metal bands from back in the day and you didn't even know it? Whoops. Better not say back in the day too loud or Sabretooth guy will show up. A long time ago, a really good band called Sabotage came out of Florida. If you're not picking up on the name, it has a V in it like Savage mixed with Sabotage. Sabotage. One of the coolest band names from that era, I think. Led by brothers Chris Oliva on guitars and John Oliva on vocals and keys, they played a mix of heavy and progressive metal that was a cut above what was going on in the early to mid-80s. After early successes with songs and albums like Sirens, they had a serious underground hit with the album and song Hall of the Mountain King in 1987. It didn't bring them mainstream success, but it got them on a handful of decent tours opening for bigger bands and won them major rotation on MTV on shows like Headbangers Ball. That was their first record produced by producer-songwriter Paul O'Neill. He then took an even bigger role in the band for the Gutter Ballet album two years later, which broke the band out of the underground and into the mainstream with a more progressive and melodic style. With bigger tours, better videos, and more airplay on radio and MTV, they were on the rise. They hit the apex two years later with Streets, a rock opera, in 1991. As metal waned, O'Neill became a de facto sixth member and created a masterpiece of metal and drama with Streets and created an incredible storyline with powerful music to match. However, this was the beginning of the end. Even though things were riding high, John chose to leave the band following their tour to support the album. Singer Zach Stevens stepped in to record Edge of Thorns, which was written by Chris and O'Neill, although many of the riffs left over from the Streets sessions were used on the album. Tragedy struck the same year Edge of Thorns was released. Chris Oliva and his wife were killed by a drunk driver near their home in Florida. The Two Brothers era of Sabotage was over forever. It's my belief that John planned to eventually return to form the original band again, but his chance was gone. After Chris died, John did just that. Sabotage continued on. John went from performing vocals to most other instruments on the records, with only guitarists performing solos, while Stevens handled vocals. On their next rock opera, co-written by Oliva and O'Neill, a song appeared called Christmas Eve, Sarajevo 1224. The Dead Winter Dead album was set during the war in Bosnia-Herzegovina. This track got a lot of airplay around the holidays, and it gave Oliva and O'Neill an idea. Chris had always wanted to do a Christmas album. It's why they did the Christmas Eve track. Their cover of Carol of the Bells was, in a way, a tribute to Chris. They decided to do a Christmas album, but realized doing it as sabotage would go nowhere. Nobody wanted to hear a Christmas album from a metal band in 1995. So, sabotage went undercover. They created a video with a fake orchestra for the track and called it Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The song went crazy. 
Radio stations couldn't keep up with requests. Nobody had ever heard of this band before, but the track was 100% fire. The band didn't appear in the video, and nobody knew it was Sabotage except for fans of the band who had the Dead Winter Dead record, which hadn't exactly burned down the sales charts. TSO won a recording contract with Atlantic Records based off sales of that single. O'Neill used his contacts in the Broadway and commercial world to source excellent vocalists to sing the songs so nobody would recognize Oliva's telltale vocals. Christmas Eve and Other Stories was born, and the rest is history. It turns out that old-style live heavy metal is really popular even with families around Christmas as their tours with their pyro and lasers pack out arenas all over the country featuring the top metal players in the business, including almost every single member of Sabotage in history. Paul O'Neill died last year, tragically. He left behind a massive catalog of incredible music. I strongly recommend checking out The Streets, a rock opera album, if you enjoy Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You'll even find some very familiar tunes on there. The fellas have repurposed at least two songs from Streets on Trans-Siberian albums. There are more than a couple of other Sabotage songs on those TSO records, too. Sabotage became the most popular metal band in the world. Nobody knows it, that's all. While John has been fighting his own demons in recent years, I'm hoping he beats them and returns to the stage sooner rather than later. He has one of the best voices in rock history and has written some of the best songs in music history. And it turns out, you love a bunch of them. You just didn't know it, you headbanger, you. The following segment contains violence, adult language, and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. But I bet you won't. You won't listen, will you? I dare you. You don't have the guts, do you, you big sissy? Some kind of weakling, aren't you? Can't handle a little violence? Too soft? Gonna curl up from a little adult language, is that it? Bit of adult content gonna send you crying for your mommy? Go ahead, listen, I double dog dare you. Okay, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Coach Johnson. I'm the lead coach of the new football program here at Southwestern South Dakota State. We're here to discuss the name of our new team here. We've got some games coming up, and I'm hoping we've got some potential bowl games coming up around New Year's, so I want branding and marketing to have time to get us some merchandising rolling and have my guys looking smart and looking tough. Am I clear? Okay, so let's just brainstorm some names. Yeah, I'm Chet Baker. I'm the superintendent of state schools. Now, all of our state schools are named after animals, so I'd really like to stick to that if at all possible. The governor has also requested that, so I think that's kind of a must, don't you know? That's fine. That's tradition. Uh, as long as it's rugged, tough, inspirational, I'm really agnostic about it. I'm Jeff Diggerson. I represent the alumni, and they've only made one request, and that's that we choose an animal we have in the state so we support state unity and promote tourism. Again, that's just fine. I hope other people know the animal kingdom better than me. As you know, I'm fresh in from Texas, so... Oh, we've got that covered, I imagine. Uh, no worries there. Uh, plenty of people here. 
I'm Duke Rogers. I represent the Teacher Association. Uh, what about the mountain sheep? They're plentiful in our hills. Well, uh, Mr. Rogers, see, I'm looking for something tough and inspirational. For instance, my last team was the Broncos. See, tough, rugged, wild. You can't call a football team the sheep. That's not going to do it. They're, they're very rugged. No sheep, Rogers. All due respect, you're just way off there. How about the rattlesnakes? We've got those. Those are mean. Now, that's an excellent suggestion right there. Uh, no, no. Northern Technical University has the rattlesnakes. Ah, well, that's too bad. That was a good one, though. Good try. Good suggestion. Oh, well, how about the coyotes? That's a state. It's a state animal. Uh, you can forget about the coyotes, the wolf, and anything remotely similar. State animals are runners-up. They've been grabbed by every college, university, high school, and private school from here to the Badlands. Yeah, you betcha. Now, you guys have black bears, right? Or any kind of bears an option? No, bears are toast. Hell, my kids' high school team are the black bears. I can warn you off bisons, buffaloes, and mountain lions, too. Way too popular. Okay, uh, now I'm starting to get a little concerned. You've got a lot of wildlife here. Are, are you telling me all the team names are taken? Well, now, now we've got a lot of teams. How about antelopes? They're not very tough, but they're fast and they have horns. I mean, it's not optimal, but any port in a storm, right? You're on women's college rugby team, the antelopes. How in the hell did you know that? I have lunch with their director once a month for the love of... Okay, no antelopes. We've got marmots. I don't even know what the hell a marmot is. It does not sound fierce. It's another name for a groundhog, really. Did I ask you if there was going to be more winter? No? Then don't bring up groundhogs, for God's sake. Now look, we need to focus here. There's the titmouse. Ow! Now listen, the cafeteria is open, and it is serving knuckle sandwiches all day long. Anyone else mentions the T-blank-blank word, they're going to get a double helping. Got it? Yeah. 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 Okay, then. Real names. Now. Well, we've got badgers. Look, you. Wait. Wait. Did you say badgers? Yes, don't hit me. Okay, kind of a dumb name. Uh, but they're mean, right? Vicious. Tear your leg off. Okay, I can work with it. Get on the horn to marketing. Tell them I want t-shirts printed. SSDS Badgers. We don't give a... Welcome back. Did you enjoy your journey through all things holiday? Why, look, I've got this mistletoe I found in our decoration box here. You know what that means. Okay, I'll just put that away and pretend I never mentioned it. Well, now that you've... Oh, what fresh hell. It's... Ho... Ho... 
Oh, it's you. It's actually you. Really? You? Really? Yes, me. Really me. Surprise, Dark? I wouldn't be more surprised if you superglued my butt to the wall and called me Susie. I thought I should stop by. It seems I missed you two on my run a couple of months back. First of all, you, good sir. What? Why, it's a new loincloth with a shoulder strap. Yes, genuine mammoth. Quite hard to come by, I'll have you know. Thanks so much. I'll go put it on right now. As for you, Dark, I heard that little bit on the ride. Um, what bit? The reindeer? The other one. Ah, yes, the other one. I just think about things, and they go in the machine over there. I have very little control, really. It's all automatic, you see, and... Wait, how did you hear that? Don't remember that sees you when you're sleeping, knows when you're awake, hears you when you put bits on your dark ride about beating me to a pulp for your amusement song? Not the way I remember that song going, but anyway, just a bit of fun, fully imaginary. No harm, no foul. God rest ye, merry gentlemen. Merry, did you know? Stow it, Dark. You'll be getting coal for the next several Christmases. Spoiler, it won't be going up your stocking. Oh, dear. Well, um, you'd best get going. I need to deal with this situation. Things should be back to normal now, so see you back in two weeks. Oh, and a belated happy holidays to you and yours. You're on the good list, unlike this one. For him, this is going to be a very dark ride. Ready for that first lump, Mr. Dark? These are the credits. Don't skip them. These people are important. All content written, produced, recorded, and otherwise the responsibility of Justin Dark. For This is a Dark Production Company. All rights reserved 2022. Podcast logo courtesy of Evangelist Designs. Thanks, Jimmy. Production company logo and artwork courtesy of Designs That Kill. Thanks, Laura and Tyler. Contact us at darkridepod at gmail.com or on Twitter or Facebook at darkprodco. That's D-A-R-K-P-R-O-D-C-O. You get it? If I'm not still in Facebook jail, curse you, Zuckerberg!